The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Is Danny no. coming? No, no. Just you you three. I guess he didn't give us a reason this week, but no, he never mentioned anything. So, but, uh, I no, can... I asked him. He told me he was going to be there. We didn't get a note. Uh, no one else got a note. That's yeah, that's um, fucking weird. That was probably a PM, yo. But yeah, I'll leave that's some weird. of this in for a pre-show. But you actually want to re- redo the intro then? Yeah. Okay. Then. Unless let's... Jammer wants to walk all over me again. <laughs> let's do this. Never. No, we're good. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online and the Jeanverse Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jonesiest. And on this week's podcast, we got a trio of clowns. We got the Nick Dolls, and we got the Joseph Jammer Medina's gentlemen. What's going on? Hey, yo, the three lads are back. Try yeah. for some geekdom. I like your NPR voice. Were you practicing that? Feels like I you am were. practicing. This is I'm, Terry Gross. I'm, I'm actually auditioning. Welcome, Welcome to, to Fresh Air. For your thoughts. Welcome to Fresh Air. <laughs> We've got Kyle Malone on the ones and twos. Hi, Kyle. What's up? How's it going? I'm doing all right. On this week's podcast, we're talking about the lattes. Are they too hot? I don't know. I don't know. Is that what they talk about? Contra- that's very controversial. <laughs> I think it's funny. So I remember back when when my wife she was getting her PhD, and I think they were talking about interviewing for some reason, and they mentioned, oh, the host of Fresh Terry Gross, right from Fresh Air. Yeah, Terry Gross. Oh, she's a she's a great interviewer. I listen to interviews. No, she's not. She's terrible. I don't like her. <laughs> What's wrong with Terry Gross? Let's not bring controversy onto this podcast. Yeah, it's sorry. NPR. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Next I, things. Next things. Is, uh, Bob Ross is terrible, along with Mister Rogers. Since I started paying for streaming services, you know what I don't do? Listen to NPR. Listen to NPR. What yeah, is the streaming services? Not a thing anymore. Was it, how's, uh, how's like you know like YouTube Music or uh, Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that? Do you have Audible. all of those? Listen, my finances aren't on trial here. <laughs> and he has don't a smart those, Tesla. Aren't those the so same he can play service? That in his car, replicated. What's what does one bring that the others don't? You know what happened? You know what happened? I was on <laughs> one, and then Joe Rogan was on another, so I had to leave that one to go to another one. Hey, I did that. No, I'm just fucking around. I didn't do that. No, you're making fun of me because I mentioned <laughs> I did that. What? That would imply I listened to the show. No, we've had this conversation. I guess maybe I did listen to the show. I did listen to the episode. Anyway, speaking of the show, we have a show. Uh, we're going to talk about some things. We've got a review to do. We're going to talk about Creed Tree. Trey? Creed Trey? Trey. The third the third Creed. Is this the ninth Rocky movie? Can you it's call it a Rocky first movie? Yeah. Rocky movie, Rocky. which we'll talk it's, about. Yeah, it's the ninth one. It's crazy. Um, and then we're also going to talk about some uh, Star Trek news. We're going to do those in reverse order from what I said. So, uh, two of us are certified Star Trek fans. Certified? Certified. 
And uh, one of us is like, what, what would you call yourself, Jammer? Are, are you uh, are you familiar? I'm a star are you an adjacent? I'm, I'm He's a JJ. Adjacent. Are you a Q? Yeah, I like the JJ movies. Well, mostly. And I like the I I have some exposure to some of this, some discovery, like the first season of Discovery, which I enjoyed. And then also I like some of the original series episodes just for shits and giggles because they're fun. And that's about it. You okay. know, I can't say I'm enthusiastic, but I appreciate the fandom behind it. Okay. Well, then I'll you appreciate myself and Nick Dahl. Hmm? Yeah. We have reversed the order. What do you mean? Well, we gave Kyle. That is fine. How do we reverse the order? We said we we're going to do the. We're going to do a review. Oh, we're going to do the review Great first. Story. We're to do the review first. My That's bad. how we've been we doing. Do... Let's do it. All right. You know what? I've been gone for a while. Let's do it the new way. We'll do it. We'll do it the new way. We're going to do some Creed first. Let's do it um, we'll do it live. So we've got Creed 3. This is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Uh, and it's a doozy, right? It is the third film in the Creed franchise. And we'll see how it goes. I've got some Twitter thoughts. You all have some Twitter thoughts. So let's get to them. Creed 3 is a film that on Rotten Tomatoes, as of last viewing, is a 87. Did it come down? 86%. Uh, 86%. So With a 96% audience score. Here's what's funny about that. When I first looked at this, uh, I saw this on a Wednesday night. It was like at a 91%. And I was like, holy shit, this movie must be great. Uh, it is not, in fact, a 91 by any stretch of the imagination. It is not a 96. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. So it is nice to see that the score is normalizing. I think when I did look at the tomato meter, uh, it was at 100 score. So now we're at 168 reviews from uh, certified reviewers. So that's interesting, but we'll get into it and see what you guys think. Ah. I'm sorry. Okay. Twitter thoughts. So I'm going to give my Twitter <laughs> review of Creed 3. Uh, not as good as the first two. Uh, it is buoyed by strong performances by Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. And while it is apparent that as a director, he understands the franchise in some respects, it is apparent that Michael B. Jordan can't bring the emotional heft that was present in some of the best outings of this franchise to tie this one together. So while I did like this film and wanted to love it, I did not. And if this is the end of the Creed franchise, I'm okay with that. But apparently it's not. So. Hell no. Hell no. It's okay. it, was we'll a long, that. that was a long, long Twitter review. But it we'll was. See. It was like a, that was one of those the pictures that people take of their iPhone notes and then just yeah, put yeah. on Twitter. You know what that was? That was like a Mastodon. What what do they call Mastodons? It's not it's a tweet. Ma- what what do they do? I don't know, man. I tried Mastodon. Mastodon. I got so confused Mastodon. and gave up. What? what? I've never heard that? of that. I got confused. You've never heard of Mastodon? All right. Well, maybe one day. Anyway, uh, Jammer, give me your Mastodon. My Mastodon Creed, is, <laughs> do you like the Rocky series? If yes. you like Rocky movies, you'll probably like this. Whether or not you'll love it or like it a little bit less than the others, mileage may vary. Overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but there's more nuance to come in my more extended thoughts. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it a lot, um, but I can see where you're coming from and kind of agree, but we'll dig more into that later. You know, you had a tweet and it just Shut kept up. on going. 
And we you turned it into a mastodon. It was, it was I was going to say. I was going to say. You, that was, no, no. I was you saying, asked for you a mastodon. A no, no. I was saying you had a tweet and you just kept on going. You turned it into a trunk, baby. You turned it into a mastodon trunk or whatever, <laughs> whatever they call them. I don't know. No, the trunks. I mean, they're basically elephants. They, they call them trunks. No, no, but what, what what do they call them? I'm gonna have Who's to look they? that up. The mastodons? Me... mastodons don't yeah, talk. The company, last time I checked. No, the company that has oh. the thing. The, you know, do mastodons the animals call them? <laughs> yeah, no, no, the website. The website. No, that's what Jammer You're... said. He's like, what do mastodons call okay. them? I don't hold, know. They hold don't on, talk. hold, hold on. What does according the to according to uh, the first <laughs> result in Google, which came from Hootsuite, uh, mastodons are called toots. Yeah, actually, I was about to say toots because they're like. So do we believe the owls about what mastodons do? Gizmodo toot is retired. It's new. Are is retired. Uh, Seems version of the tweet. So no longer are they calling it toot. Uh, that's as of November fifteenth, twenty twenty two. On See, you become a little popular and you what fucking sell out. What are they now? Uh, it doesn't say. I like trunks. Uh, I like trunks. Now trunks is stupid. No, developing you're stupid. Ma- no, it doesn't seem that they've they've got necessarily something. You got to have a thing. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to know it right now, though. <laughs> so they should call them chirps. chirps. Move on, Nick Doll. <laughs> Nick Doll. <laughs> Let me hear your trunk. Chirp. Had a good one, but it was lost in my brain as we talked. Um, as someone who's never seen a single Rocky or Creed oh, movie, yeah. where have you been? Yeah, I know. Not I was watching sports movies because these are still sports movies, despite what you guys say. Um, no, one, no one ever said it wasn't a sports movie. Creed, every time Creed. I bring up something like Miracle or Creed or something, you guys are like, oh, those aren't really sports movies. They're I've, no one's ever I've said never that. said that. To no you. one's ever said that. That's Do you podcasting your, your dreams with like imaginary versions of us? Because that that's basically what happened. that is. It sounds it's that's basically slander. It's libel. Well, it's not written. Um, it's not written. That's it's my not favorite, favorite Spider Man line. <laughs> you learn nothing from. Yeah, I was gonna say. He's like, you learn nothing from Spider Man. Um, that's my first. There was one Rocky lesson. movie. Just one. <laughs> a dad used to love that line. He's a reporter. Was a reporter. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I felt a lot was lost emotionally, including one storyline that wasn't paid off whatsoever that was brought up early in the film. And but no, Michael right. B. Jordan, not Michael remember. B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors gives it an entire extra letter bump. Man, you're not letter it's not bump. Black History Month anymore. I don't care. Jonathan Majors is my Pedro now. He's like, I was watching him. I'm like, this guy's the shit. I'll watch I'm gonna watch no, devotion like, every, now every single on Paramount every Plus. single time. Every single time he was on screen in this movie, I was thinking like fucking Martin Scorsese style cinema. That's literally what I was yes. thinking whenever he <laughs> yeah. was on screen. Like no. So joke. here's the thing: this is the second time within a month he has elevated a film beyond what it deserves. Yeah, um, and he's going to take so. the number one spot from himself. Admittedly, there was there was a story beat though that the whole time it was going, I was like, I hope they don't do this. I hope they don't do this, and they did it. And it actually brought the film down substantially for me because I think there could have been a lot more. So let's find out what that otherwise. is. So before we go into spoilers, let's do letter grades. Jammer, what's yours? Um, I'll give it a B plus. I really enjoy it. I think there's a lot there. I think it's very competent, solid filmmaking. As I mentioned, I thought cinema whenever he was on screen, um, whenever Jonathan Majors was on screen, it wasn't just his performance. I think there's a lot about the script that was pretty solid as well. The character work. So when I said, give me your letter grade. 
Oh, and I'm you're sorry. like, I'm gonna give another review of the film. Sorry, sorry, B plus. So wait, no, no, no. Let's review B the plus. tape. I was like, hey, yeah, you're right. Before we go right. into spoilers, give me your letter right. grade. You're right. Chandler's B plus. Like, you know what? Let's read. Let's re okay. B plus. Nicholas Dalius. B minus with Jonathan Majors. Any other actor, it would have been a C plus. Ooh, uh -oh. interesting. Okay, I'm gonna go solid B. Solid B. So we got a cluster of reviews uh, in a in the same generalish region. Find out why when we go into spoilers. It's a jam happening now on talk NPR. About, talk talk about your uh, on not fresh air. This isn't fresh air. We have to it's think of something. Not fresh air. This is not fresh air. Well, let, that's let why me hear I named our show it. "Breaking Creative" the podcast. It's because they're like they're on there, and you can like listen to this radio show as a podcast. Did you say and "Breaking like, Creed"? Aha. Breaking Geek Radio, but oh. no, Breaking Creed. Oh, that would be a good name for the episode. We already have Jammer, one. your spoiler thoughts, please. My spoiler thoughts. So throughout this, honestly, the first half of the movie for me was nearly perfect. I loved mm. the first half of the movie. And the when reason does the why... first half end for you? Well, I'll tell you in a second. So I can contextualize. Uh, it ends after well yeah it ends after um damien beats what's his name in the ring the Mexican felix guy. felix yeah jesus christ felix felix has a name you're lucky man. i was trying to remember what it was <laughs> after around the time he beats felix in the ring is when i think no no i was making fun of nick doll yeah i said the mexican like guy rowling yeah the <laughs> black person in the room jk rowling that's how she describes characters He's from mexico Sorry, he wears the mexican flag on his shorts and on in his mouth. He also has a name. And in his mouth. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, so that's around the halfway point. And the reason why I didn't like it is I don't I did not I thought Jonathan Majors Damien brought in a whole lot of nuance. Like there's so much there to unpack. It's just like he's this guy whose life was torn from him because he was defending a friend from, you know, an abuser, for lack of a better term. And it was seeing basically, as he mentioned, his life played out in front of him, what what could have been and never having gotten that chance. And I really like how he was sort of played in that first half where it's like I the clock is ticking. I have to get I have to have my chance. I really just have to have it. And I liked him as this guy who was just like he would do whatever he had to do to get it. But he he was almost in a way. I'm trying to think of how to portray this, like when he was doing those those illegal I guess more punches, illegal punches illegal or the elbows yeah. and stuff. Like I preferred the idea that it was yeah he was doing it, but at the same time it was him like just really desperately trying to reach out and and grab what was stolen from him at all costs. And I really like that moment at the end when he was winning and he's like hey hey and he's like sharing the belts to like to creed showing like hey look at this i did it i did it i liked that idea and the whole time i was thinking god damn it i hope he wasn't responsible for ivan drago getting injured because then yep. all of a sudden he becomes this guy who's like it all went according to plan the entire time and starts <laughs> becoming mustache twirling and i get the rocky franchise's need to villainize the villains to make the villains villainous but to me that just that just stole a lot of nuance from that character 
and made him a lot less interesting. I kind of started to try to come around to it later in the second half when I was thinking, well, his life was stolen from it from him. He would do anything at all costs, but it just felt still too. Eh, I didn't like it. Um, I would have preferred if they were braver with him as a character and just made him as literally that broken guy who really just wants what he's been wanting his entire life and maybe just stumbles too far over the line in order to get it. So that's what was really lost for me in that moment in the movie. But overall, I think still really solid action, great direction, but just that thing kind of, I feel like unraveled a lot of aspects of the movie for me impressively good direction right at least for me because again for this to be the first movie that my i would if you told me this was the first time directorial debut of somebody i would i would not believe it right like this was by the way i have to also i have to also point out because my boy michael b jordan that anime loving dude got cut well he name dropped great shows he name dropped, of course, Dragon Ball Z, which we that was present in the one shot where they punch each other simultaneously. That was pulled directly from the Frieza saga. It was great. Mm-hmm. Then there was no, he lifted that. Nick, you're rolling your eyes. I he know, I know. That. Don't roll your eyes at me. You start. I'm rolling my eyes about anime in general. It's like, oh wow, two people punched each other at the same time. That's so anime. so it is stylistic i know i know and then also mentioned that and i could notice there was another so there's a couple other aspects so he also name dropped hajime no ippo which is one of my favorites i love hajime no ippo it's one of those shows that is i it has its problems because literally 90 percent of it is internal monologue but it's still really engaging to watch it's about this kid who gets bullied and then he basically learns boxing and then it has like a thousand plus chapters of him just slowly rising through the ranks. As like, it's literally just like broken up. It's like it's building up to this fight and then the fight happens, it's building up to the next fight. You and, and your long happens. ass manga sagas. Jesus. I haven't read the manga because it hasn't been translated into English and I don't oh, okay, like reading good. scans. All right, but the, the anime came out <clears throat> when one of it came out, like the first 80 episodes or something came out like the early 2000s. Then they had a sequel series in like the early 2010s, which is great. But anyways, there are a couple shots that were pulled from it. And that's when they punched. He punched, uh, I think it was Damien in the stomach or it was maybe the other way around. And then you see the back. The, I figured the back. that. Yeah, was that was Creed shot. getting punched. Yeah, that, that was, was getting punched. That was literally uh, pulled from. That's when he went down right before the Hajime count. No that's when they Ipo. almost got him down. Hajime no wow. does that shot all the time where you do that. And then you usually see like a sonic boom, like from the back and the sweat coming off and then some of the extreme physicality that Damien had where he was going like like it was really extreme it's not what you would actually see in boxing it was like played right. up for visuals that's some shit straight out of Hajime no Ippo like there's this one guy he would have his arm like this and would go like and it became this whole weird thing he would jerk like those off. physical aspects I feel like he brought into the movie that aren't realistic and but they're really fun to watch okay um so i'm gonna jump in i agree with you in some respects i really liked the style that he took with the boxing um it was it's you know like we said this is the ninth movie in this franchise over you know how many decades and what i loved was i feel like the creed franchise has done a good job of even among the three distinguishing those fight styles so like with ryan coogler you did this great like one 
uh, continuous shot in a fight. And so that was great and dynamic. With Stephen Cable Jr., you got to see just like bone-crushing, hard-hitting punches in Creed 2. And in this one, they brought like this very dynamic anime style, um, not just from the hits, but like the way they would look at each other and the way they would zero in on like, yeah. okay, here's your weakness. When he like, Here yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. Here's when the part where you're slow injured. motion. Here's like, and I loved it. Um, I loved that stuff. I what frustrated me about this movie um, was I don't know if this is the same emotional beat that Nick was talking about. So it didn't bother me so much that Damien turned out to be the mustache twirling thing because I felt like it fit with what we'd been presented. This is a guy who was at this point in his life willing to do whatever it took to win. Right. Yeah. He's throwing illegal punches. He's elbowing people in the face. He's kneeing people. What bothered me about that was they didn't follow through with it. So my expectation for this oh. fight at the end was he was going to get to the end. And now we get to see him fight Creed. It wasn't about who won that fight. It was about what would it cost you to win? Because now it's not just about a title fight. This guy's trying to hurt you. Like, cripple you he could do permanent damage to you and i didn't like that not only did that not follow through there was no explanation as to why i could see why he could fuck up felix he's like i don't know this fucking guy he i don't like him i don't know him and he's you know i i, I could just beat the shit out of him all day i would understand if they gave damien a reason to pull his punches because this is his brother that he's known for that long. So I didn't like that. I also didn't so like the fact that you don't, that, you don't like that. He didn't throw any illegal punches at the end. Yeah, right? No illegal punches. No, yeah. nothing. Because I wanted to see. Didn't even notice that. Creed right, have to like, like dig in and, and go after his friend who's trying to hurt him. And I thought that emotionally that would have been a better payoff, either understanding why Damien wouldn't or seeing what it took for Creed to get out of that. Um, I also didn't like the fact that his daughter had this issue with fighting, right? Mm -hmm. She wanted to fight and Bianca's like, you need to talk to her. Like, it can't just be about her anger. And I would have wished that they had, I wish that there's a moment in the movie where Damien punches uh, Creed and I would have loved if she had been there because that would have explained why Creed didn't fight him back. Because two seconds before that, he punched the shit out of another guy just to get up to Damien. So why is he not punching him now? And it would have made more thematic sense if he didn't punch Damien in front he, of his daughter. Oh, hmm. yeah. No, no, you're right. And, and now we would have seen like, okay, he's learning and has to teach his daughter when to fight and when not to fight. And no, you're right. certainly when somebody you're has right. a gun, you don't fight. So um, hold on really quick. I'm going to say this right now. You, I am bringing it down to a B because you're 100% yeah. about all those things. It would have been a thematically stronger movie if those were incorporated into easily. They could have easily been incorporated into the story and they weren't. Yep. So B, B plus to B. Still a great movie, but B. I, yeah, I still really like it, even though I felt like those things were missing. And it was frustrating to me. And what makes it that much more frustrating is the ending, right? At the end, she's still in the boxing ring knocks him out and she will seemingly have learned nothing 
right, about what she's supposed to be doing. But now she also knows how to fight better. Um, and so I wish they had tied those two things together better. Damn, um, Jonesy, the screenwriter. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, I just... No, I, that's, that's good shit. That's good, that's good stuff, Jonesy. I did not like the music. So Rocky movies to me are the fights, the montages, uh, the music, and I could probably think of something else. To me, sitting in a theater um, and having the N-word dropped every five seconds and the song that's in the background, that doesn't inspire me. And let me tell you, sitting in a theater full of white people, that's awkward. Sitting around a bunch of Koreans, even more awkward. <laughs> right? But they don't understand the so, context of that, do they? Everybody knows what the N-word is. Do they? Yeah, they I do. have no idea. Across around the world, I have no idea if they do. Yeah, they do. Do they do? Yeah. So I mean you gotta think I, about I, how long Americans have been in the area at 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 least that, and then addition the uh the proliferation of hip hop culture throughout the world and yeah, they're they're right. they're well in, aware. Inward proliferation over. because of <laughs> because of music. And it's just like it's and so it is I don't like it. And contrast that with the first creed where there's a scene where he's running with the kids um during the training montage and there is the the rocky fanfare that plays and then it goes into a newer version of the fanfare and like you feel the old and the new coming together and that feels inspiring to me so that was something i didn't care for and there was probably something else but i just there are this is not a movie when I watched the first and second Creed, not only did I want to see them again, I wanted to see where the story was going to go. If this is the end of this franchise, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, I just I felt like there needed to be actually, better emotional I like stakes. One, I like this one more than Creed Two. Um, yeah, Creed Two was good, but I felt like this the story was so. It was, I like, oh, do I like that? I guess I just didn't like how much it was about his ego. Rocky. Oh. No, no, about Creed's ego. About him not being able to take a loss. And obviously, that's boxer. Like, when you're an athlete like that, those are a big deal. But to me, I'm just like, oh, cry, you good-looking bitch. It was basically (laughs) what it was. Well, what's funny about that is, I think that this would have been a better movie if he had lost the fight at the end. I agree. I thought about that at the very end when it looked like he wasn't about to get up. I was thinking, yep. is he going to come to some sort of revelation? It's like, maybe I don't need to take this from him. Maybe because that's what his mother said, right? You yeah. find another way. And so yeah. I was trying to figure out how they were going to bring that together. I really love their scenes together. Uh, yeah. Felicia Rashad and him, but I didn't like that. She was trying to say like, find another way. And it never happened. It almost felt like we were we were watching different drafts of a script that got stitched together. Mm, um, interesting, and it yeah. was just something that they got missed. But Lost I'm talking a lot, Nick Doll. Hold on, before you do that, before hold on, hold on, I'm sorry, Nick. But hold on, he's like, I'm up. I'm like, one second. I do like the conversation <laughs> at the end with Jonathan Majors and him. I'm happy it didn't end just with the boxing match. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they had that moment to reconnect. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I forgot what else I was going to say. So Nick Dahl, you're up. We want your opinion. Wait, Go. You know what I love before that? I loved 
<laughs> the moment where they're looking at each other through the wall. I love yeah. that, that he always mm-hmm. knew they always knew where each other were, like looking in the mirror, looking at each other. And through the wall, for whatever reason, was more powerful to me. Like the stop, the look. Like I thought that was a fantastic moment. That was and so I think good. stuff like that is what stops me from disliking this movie outright. Because it was so much like creative stuff that they had done that's not just in the absent from the Rocky franchise and hadn't been present before, but just generally striking and new. So I like that. Yeah, it just needed a stronger, more cohesive script. Yeah. Yep. Agree. All right, Nick, you're up. Okay. So, (laughs) um, I knew that uh, we had uh, Killmonger and Kang in this thing, but no one told me Valkyrie was in this franchise. And there was a song that referenced Wakanda, (laughs) which really threw me out of it. Was there a song? The rap song where the lyrics is Wakanda. I did not know. I was like, what? But um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the length really helped it. I was looking online before I went. I'm like, oh Jesus, the other Creed movie Creed movies are over two hours. This one was under two hours, which was beautiful. It never felt like it was overstaying its welcome. Um, the storylines I was talking about that and the emotional the lack of emotionality, emotionality. Um That's emotion. His mother dying was like, okay, let's deal with that in a minute and toss it out. Like she's what? dead, funeral, we're done with that. I disagree, but move on. I, I felt nothing for that. Was I, uh, well, I feel that, there, so, you haven't you haven't seen her for since she's in the beginning of the franchise. She's true, but yeah. like she, at the she same took time, it, so Adonis Creed was basically he grew up in uh, a group home, the, in a group home, and she came in, and she was basically she basically took him in, and it was she was also very torn because of the fact that she realized this is this is the kid that my husband created when he was cheating on me and so there was that sort of conflict there so they have that really interesting relationship between each other like their mother and son but also like it's almost deeper in a way but not right like yeah i I, there's some context that you're missing from two other movies and i i I feel like if you had seen them you might feel differently about it i'm worrying about that but also it it was just such a short part of the movie it didn't seem to add anything to it and then the other thing yeah exactly what jonesy said about I felt like they never paid off or never mentioned it again about the daughter fighting. Like it was a yeah. big deal. There was a conversation about it. And then the closest they came was him teaching her how to fight and being like, but you don't fight for anger or vengeance. And But there was never a real lesson with the mom around. Like it was just like, yeah. okay, we'll drop that storyline completely. Yeah. I felt like he needed a better reason even to get in the ring with Dame. I don't, think that they explained why he had to fight him he's retired he's been retired for three years he's to fight him why because he beat felix so i needed i would have loved if felix's mom was like what the fuck so my son comes to you he's the number one box in the world he's a champion your friend you let him do this you like i would have been more satisfied if that was coming from her because it was nothing internal about what was going on with Cree that made me believe that that was necessary. I disagree. I think, why? I think it was, why does he have to fight him? You got, you got to take, cause he, he took it I'm trying to think here. It's kind of like, 
not less extreme version of Rocky Four when he killed Apollo Creed and he felt the need to sort of defend him. He sort of needed to defend his quote unquote fighter, but also there's that internal conflict. I think between those two, there was enough there that yes, they have this history and he's basically coming at it from the wrong. He's not being a good champ and he needs to get the belt stolen from him as a result. And then mix in with that, his relation relation to, to Felix and then also, uh, you know, their overall history together. I think that's like, a, I think that's enough. Maybe it wasn't like directly stated enough to the point where it works or there was, that wasn't enough for you. But for me, I think that was like enough multiple points to where I felt like, yeah, you got to steal that belt back. You got to steal it from him. That's like, he's a dishonorable champ. You can't let okay. that fly. Also, my favorite part of the movie was when it, it's just the two of them fighting. And yeah. Didn't, the crowd's like completely gone. I loved it. I loved I didn't. it. And I loved it. I loved it, especially I spent since... the whole time waiting for the crowd to come back. I yeah, mean, I did too, because I was actually curious. I was waiting did. for the moment when it did come back. But, um, well, I was I, and I like getting rid of the announcers. I find the announcers cheesy as hell they in sucked. a movie. Well, all the time. That's why I feel like Dodgeball <laughs> has two goofy announcers in it. It's because they're making fun of sports movies where it's like, no, I'm watching a movie, not a real sporting event. I don't need two people to be talking about it. Or like the Showtime so intro where it's like, that. Showtime, here's the fight tonight. No, I love that. This guy so here's what here. I'll say. One, that's consistent throughout this iteration of the franchise. And I really like that. Um, what I don't like is for whatever reason, you're right. In this particular movie, I was like, these fucking announcers are terrible. And I don't know what it was about no, what they, they were, were distracting. saying that made me dislike them. Yeah, yeah. I I did not like them. That but I did spend the whole of... time. Hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to add, I spent the whole time waiting for the crowd to come back. And what I felt a little cheated because I think we went from like round two to round 12. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what the fuck? That definitely wasn't 10 rounds. Of... I mean, it was. No, no, no. Like them in the <laughs> never It was the highlight reel. Where they were. Reel. I would have watched reel. 12 rounds. It would have made the movie two and a half hours. Well, <laughs> they wouldn't, like, they don't normally do that, but yeah, they do. why I don't like it. No, no, no. They normally here's just skip what, it through montage form of the, the things going up. Right. You get to see, like, what each consecutive round is. You see the toll. Mm. And so, again, that's my whole problem with the movie. You're not seeing what this is actually doing creed at the beginning of that fight and dame at the beginning of that fight are almost the same as they are at the end of that fight and so losing those 10 rounds you don't get to see like the impact that this is having on their bodies and i feel like up until this point all of the movies have done a very good job of like oh no no no, this is fucking hard yeah that's fair um also i just want to say Back when I was watching a UFC match a while ago, a long time ago, I always remember this really stupid comment that Joe Rogan made where someone said like, oh, that punch almost connected. And he was like, and it's the punches that connect that do the most damage. <laughs> what the hell? Why was that needed? And thus, and thus began his career of saying dumb shit. It just, it, speaking of what Nick Dahl said, it reminded me of Jason Bateman going like, uh, what was the comment? He's like, oh, yeah, it's a bold strategy to see how it does. No, that wasn't that comment. It was another comment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he will not be able to see when like, he was blindfolding himself. <laughs> yeah. Back at that moment. Um, I thought of you, Jammer, as I was watching this when Dame was commenting about how attractive Bianca was. He's like, 
you're punching. And I was like, ah, yeah. Camera's lying. <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, there, I could, I could probably talk about this movie for a while. Um, I don't know that I think it's necessary. I, I think I agree with Jammer. Like if you're a fan of this franchise, I do think that you will enjoy watching this. Um, but there are some other things I'd like to talk about in relation to this. So have you all gotten your spoiler thoughts out? I think so. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll just say also, if you're a Jonathan Majors fan and you're desperate for more Jonathan Majors, he's not in much. That's, you know, those like those memes where it's like, I yeah, see the, the movie for the plot country. I didn't finish yeah. that because Jonesy said not to finish it. I, it's, you know, I didn't care for the ending. I, I didn't care um, for it after episode three. Yeah. Well, I just, you know the meme where it's like I watched the movie for the plot and then like shows a picture of a sexy guy. Mm-hmm. That that's basically my <laughs> like I watched I, the movie for the plot and it's a picture of a meme of the major John the Majors body. is working out. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. That reminds me of last week literally when I told you you're the only person I know who watches things for actors exclusively and you're like, "No, I don't except for this." Well, here's another example. There's an exception to every rule. There's no such thing as absolute. It's not an exception. It's the rule. You just think it's an exception. So, so I did this for the into... podcast. Otherwise, I still wouldn't have seen it. This is my first Creed movie. I'm not about to jump into th- Creed 3. You, you, should, the you should watch the other ones. There. Watch... I think they're really good. They are. Um, they're great. There was, at least in my opinion, those are definitely A movies. Um, let's jump into some adjacent news to this. So there's a deadline article where Michael B. Jordan is having a conversation with an interviewer. Uh, he talks about the fact that he is interested in building a Creed universe. Um, not a multiverse. Not a multiverse. No. Oh, well, well Dan, so, okay. So here's a question. Were we watching a variant? Was that Kang the incarcerated? Oh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> the lack of a post credit scene with uh, like 12 Damians was very disappointing. I want at least 12 Damians in the You know what they should have done? They should have just had the. Wait, the did they do a post credit scene? scene? No, there was. I oh, assume not. I left. They should have they done okay. the post credit scene from Ant Man and just plopped it at the end <laughs> of Creed. <laughs> um, so on the red carpet, Jordan is talking and he says they're building the Creed universe. Building the Creed universe is something I'm really excited about. Um, what do you all think about that? Do you all want? Do you all want to see more? And yes. um, what would you like to see? So we know that there's a Drago movie that's supposedly coming out, or series. I think it's a Drago series. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think I just know spinoff. So let's call it a spinoff for now. Okay, there's a spinoff. What do you want? Drago. Okay, what do I want? So when I was thinking about it. And I think this movie kind of had the Creed three kind of had a a bit of that universe feel to it in that you got to see the opening with the villain from the first movie. And then mm-hmm. in the later half, you got to see Drago come back and throughout the movie, you get to see Drago come back and it really got to feel like this world was really crisscrossing and interconnected. It wasn't like. A world where, okay, well, that villain's gone. Moving on to the next one. That villain's gone. Moving on to the next one. Everyone, I think it's Wheeler, Danny Wheeler. Uh, from the, you mean what? Danny Wheeler. I think that was the fighter from the first movie. He's like, you're false creed. That guy. I don't remember who who that was specifically. Yeah, the guy who was fighting in the very beginning. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, assuming you're right. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know. My point is, I don't know his name. But uh, it, taking it back to Hajime no Ippo. 
what I like about Hajimino Ipo is occasionally you would have arcs from the perspective of the other person. And sometimes it'd be them like, or you'd be a mix of seeing from both perspectives and seeing them kind of go towards a collision course as they're training. And by the time you get to the fight, it's like, I don't know who I want to win because I'm equally invested in both of them. And I think seeing things kind of crisscrossing from that perspective in like a, just sort of a, a universe of, of different fighters and training for each other would be cool. Okay. Over the course you reminded of the, me of something else problems. I didn't like about this movie. I didn't care for the montage. Okay. I mean, you really kind of hinted, quick. You kind of hinted at that because it, <laughs> Which I I like the music didn't culminate in a satisfying way. Like in well, others, I was specifically thinking about the opening when I was thinking about music, but the montage, I didn't buy like his, his dig out moment in, mm-hmm. in all of the montages. There's a moment where they're like training, training, training. And they're kind of like, Oh man, I'm tired of that. But then they've got to like fucking dig in and dig out like that extra little bit and i just didn't feel anything i felt when personally when dragon knocked him down and he got up (laughs) i will say there was a funny moment where they were naming like how much he was damaged and stuff like up until that point i love that totally you look totally normal and then the second they're like you're old all of a sudden let's get him more to shelf give him a thicker bushier mustache make his hair look as you all of a sudden he looks 10 years old just for the moment that was that was his Dark Knight Rises moment. That was yeah. like, oh, you got some broken metacarpals. You got this. You got that. Blah, blah, blah. What do you that was doing, his Rocky Balboa moment. That too. Um, you haven't beat yet? Get <laughs> <laughs> to throw some hurting bombs. I, but I did like I did like that part. I liked his relationship with his trainer. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Nick Dahl. So we've got a universe to build. What do you want? You cannot say nothing. I don't care. I don't know. Um, Same thing. I'm Here's what I'll say. I, I'm glad that people are still creating universes because Dark Universe was so goddamn successful. We should just keep turning well, everything into a universe. Here's what I appreciate about it in this instance. With Dark Universe, they made one fucking movie and told you they were going to make a universe. Here we are at least at the end of the third one before he has said like, hey, I'm going to build this into something bigger. Or like we knew we were getting a third one of these before they even talked about making a Drago show. So they knew it at the very least that they had a successful series that had some traction that people were interested in seeing as opposed to like, before I even see the first fucking movie, you're telling me like, yeah, they're going to be 10 more after this. Well, make me one good thing. Then I'll decide whether or not I would like to see the rest this of your MGM, nine fucking movie series. Right? Yeah, this is MGM. Yeah. Give me the uh, um, Amazon original series about uh, Jonathan Majors training. Just for I mean, episodes. he could be included in it. That's the thing is great about this is that literally you could have a series. You could have a, 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 a you could have a twenty episode series where you're kind of crisscrossing oh, perspectives between all the villains and Creed. Yep. and sort of their crisscrossing matches. I would be all over that, and because they they didn't leave they didn't leave it at the point where Jonathan Majors' character was like, "Well, he's out." It was like, "No, he's potentially still involved in this going forward for a little bit longer." And that's actually the you're one not thing out. I'm you're not out sure when I these. say you're out. I feel bad about Creed. I'm like, I feel like we missed so much in between movies in terms of all the boxing because, like, in the first one he's new, the second one he's like really really experienced, and this one he's gone. It's just like, gee. We missed the whole career. It's, it's like gone. James Bond. Yeah. James Bond. We got uh, got Casino Royale to uh, Skyfall. Whatever. 
Um, man, when Jonathan Majors flexes at one point, I'm like, God damn, I need to go to the gym. Um, so Nick, you don't want anything from this franchise. I what would it's I want? It's a sports see? franchise. I don't care. It's uh, so I disagree, and I think part of that is you're missing a lot we're of. Saying, we're not context. saying it's not a sports franchise, Nick. We're saying that there's more to it than just being about sports. That's what we're saying. So here's what I think, and I love listening to Stallone talk about this franchise. It's a very personal franchise. And while, yes, this applies to sports, a lot of it is just about life and how much life can beat you up. And the question is, how much can you take and keep pushing forward? forward? How much keep you can forward. get it and keep moving forward? That's it's how fantastic. we is done. One quarter mile at a time. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, and so I, I really love that thread it's consistent throughout all of the movies probably except this one this is the first one where i was like you just this is just like an inevitable win um so anyway it was inevitable i actually was wondering if he was going to lose if they were going to go that route but nah i didn't i I didn't i i didn't question it especially when i realized that dame was not going all in Mm. when i noticed that he wasn't like like trying to injure him, I was like, no, Creed's going to win this. It would have made me the opposite. If he had actually been more all in on the hurting, I feel like, okay, he needs to lose. Whereas since he wasn't, I'm like, maybe. Well, I think that's okay. I could see that. I guess I just see it differently. Like to me, it made it more inevitable that Creed was going to win because Dame wasn't trying to hurt him. Interesting. So anyway, what do you want from a from a from a universe of Creed? I agree that I would like to see Jonathan Majors come back. Um, I think he is a character that is due for some redemption. And I think now that he has gone to the bottom again, um, I think it would be fun to see some more of him. And because they've talked about his age multiple times, uh, it could be a limited series. You know, yeah. just the idea like he's an older guy and and let's see what happens when he's on his way out. That would be one. Um, I if I wanted to see Drago, like I would have wanted to see more from him in this movie. Like I like that they brought him back, but I didn't get enough from him to feel like I wanted to see more of him. I'll see more of him. I, I liked I liked what we had of him, even though it wasn't that much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was yeah. fine, but I didn't go like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy. Um. Yeah. Anyway, you guys, ready to move on? Yes. Move on. All right. Let's do some quick hits. Uh, Star Trek. We've got two pieces of Star Trek news. Which would you like to cover first? Star Trek Four is the order I put it in, for Kyle's sake. All right. We got some Star Trek Four. Chris Pine welcome, was was doing some interviews, and during that interview, he he talked about the franchise. He said, "I don't know anything." Uh, he said, I know there are some costume designers that have read scripts before the actors. He talked about the fact that after the death of Anton Yelchin and just like the stumbling of Star Trek four, it seems like the franchise is cursed. Um, it's always felt that certainly way. from you have. No, I mean, I've always felt that that's been cursed. I mean, thinking about like how long it kept take, it always takes for things to get going in the Star Trek movie realm with the exception of beyond. 
no, not beyond into darkness. I just feel like it's a, it's like pulling teeth to get a movie made. Well, I, part of that is, and Chris Pine addressed this. It is the economics of a Star Trek movie, right? They do have a rabid fan base, but it is not a let's spend one hundred and fifty million dollars on a movie. Rabid. Uh, it should be. That's their fucking fault. But um, yeah. So I, I hear. I'll give my thoughts on this first. I hear what he's saying. Um, I don't know that I think that the franchise itself is cursed. Uh, Manny talked about this in our discord and I agreed to some extent. This is a, a franchise that thrives on the small screen, even Star Trek. I'm sorry, Star Wars, which I think we would say is one of those, like let's spend a hundred or $150 million on a movie and it will thrive in my impression is doing better on television. Uh, I think that long format benefits the the storytelling. So, you know, I am less excited for anything that J.J. Abrams has to offer this franchise because there is a quote somewhere from him where he talks about like he's got a good script and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not all that excited to see it. But let's hear what you guys think. Well, I... Uh... I actually came to the same revelation during COVID as what Manny brought up about it'd be working better as a series. Cause that that's COVID, you know, I had a lot of time. My parents got CBS all access back, which is what it was called back then. And I started watching the new tracks. I'm like, Oh my God, this is better than star Wars. And the reason it's better than star Wars is you actually have time to spend with the characters. Um, and like, you get to meet everyone on the, I mean, discovery is do the best job of this, but you get like, you meet everyone on the bridge Maybe some other, you know, the doctor you get to know really well. So I was saying Discovery doesn't do a good. No. Oh, okay. Thought, you said yeah, Discovery do doesn't do that okay. as good as some of the other series do. Like I've been watching Next Gen ever since I watched Picard episode two. Um, so yeah, I agree with that too. At the same time, I just love the cast of the Star Trek movies. So I just want to see those guys together again. Carl Urban, Zachary Quinto, and uh, Chris Pine especially. It's just that's that's and a Zoe fun. Saldana. Yeah, I've always thought she's been too involved just based on the formula of the original series. It's supposed to be about Skirt, Kirk, Spock. I agree. And, Bones, and they less, kind of push have less women. I agree. That's not what I meant, but that's exactly Especially why she has a bigger role. That's exactly why she has a bigger role is it's a forced oh. thing. It's affirmative action. Wow. That's what it feels like considering the formula of the original series is wow. the three of them and their trivumbrate, whatever the word is. It's about, it's about the trio. Kirk is torn on one Spock's on one shoulder. Bones is on the other shoulder and Kirk's kind of in the middle. And they lost that completely in the first two star. JJ tread, star tread Trek carefully, movies. Nick. Basically what it sounds like is like anything change that isn't exactly what it was decades ago is forced diversity. That's that's, oh, that's if you're that's gonna the road you're lose that down. dynamic, then just make up a new crew. It's not Why? Kirk, Spock, and Bones Why? with that dynamic. Why? Why Bones is like so shelved in the first two movies? It's like you lose the whole I point Bones of Kirk. Is pretty involved in that first movie. I'm not gonna lie. Not that much. Okay. Nom, nom. This, you this is the, nom, nom. the shirt. That's supposed to be important. I don't know what the but, shirt was supposed to prove, Nick. I don't know what you Kirk, were proving with the Spock, shirt. Bones, I get the, biggest I, on the shirt. Okay. It's always been about that trio. But that's what I said. I love the cast. 
and yeah, you know, you, uh, Zoe Saldana, Simon Pegg, um, John Cho. I, I, I know is that his cast. name. I know the cast. I think it's. But, yeah, I want. That's the main yeah, reason I would want. Sorry to break in real quick, but Danny did just try to join, but then he dropped off. I'm not sure okay. if he was. Oh, not, he probably tried to join at normal time. Probably normal not knowing time. the time or something. He also he didn't pay attention, just like Jammer, on all the I messages. I paid attention yesterday. You guys, you guys had a whole conversation. Yeah. TLDR. Um, so yeah, I. I hear what you're saying, Nick. Uh, again, you're lucky it's not Black History Month anymore. It's Women's Month now, or whatever. So it's I'm even it's default. it's almost worse. Yeah, it's almost worse. it is. So anyway, uh, I I don't want to see anything from J.J. Abrams as it relates to this franchise. I am f- I would like to see them wrap up this franchise with these characters, uh, these this iteration of these folks. Um, but if that never happens, I'm fine with what we've got on television. Specifically, you know, what we're going to see in the wrap-up of Discovery and what we've got with Lower Decks and the new Strange Kid on the world. Block, Strange New Worlds. So, all that to say, uh, if you guys don't have anything else, we can move on to the final story. Let's keep all tracking. Right. Let's keep tracking. Star Trek Discovery is no longer going to trek. Uh, so the or fifth discover. season or discover hadn't figured out how to discover how to use its uh its current setting well. So <laughs> launched in 2017. I mean, that's my that that is my biggest frustration with Discovery. I, I felt like they moved away from um where they were in the timeline to the future to avoid timeline issues, and then they never made full use of their setting. So that's been my frustration. Anyway, so this series is going to come to a close at the fifth season, and they've actually pushed the premiere of the franchise. I don't know when it was originally supposed to come out, but they moved this year it to at some point for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. They have a um, teaser from it. Yeah, it's like we had, I remember that. Yeah, should go back and look at that. I should have done that, but whatever. Um, so yeah, this is going to be the end, and. You know, we've talked about diversity as it relates to the the films. Star Trek Discovery was, you know, it was all about the LGBTQ plus community and, and putting those folks to the front of the franchise. And, you know, um, for better or worse, like that franchise did well because of that. It opened up whole new demographics of, of folks that were interested in it. So, um, but that all that said, Nick, I know you're sad about it closing. I'm fine with this. This is fine. But Nick, tell me why you're sad about I guess Discovery. Going I on. am fine that you would, you know, we don't need to spend nine seasons. How many is next gen? Nine seasons, I think. We don't need to spend nine seven. seasons seven. or seven seasons with every, you know, group. But it just worries me. The article mentions that it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, Kyle will love this. It's a Paramount Plus coming to the realization that you have to budget, you have to like, People who watch it versus how much shows you're paying for. So, um, so I would hope that this this is why it worries me. Just like Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, it's the flagship Star Trek show right now. And by getting rid of it, I hope we're not losing. We're not going to see the cancellation of more Trek shows. Obviously, Picard's so, coming to its natural end. I'd like a spinoff about Riker. We're well, not a spinoff, but a sequel show with Riker or something. No. Riker's way better than Picard. He's been the best part Move of on. season three. 
No, no, but, but um, I mean, move on. Like, don't make another show about a fucking octogenarian. Like, make a new show. Um, I agree with you, and I disagree with you. Here's where I disagree, and Kyle made me think of Babylon 5 today. It is entirely possible to tell a tight and fantastic story in five seasons, right? Yeah. That is Babylon 5. And so I'm okay with if when we start these shows, like we know that's all we're going to get. I'm, I feel better knowing that there's a beginning, middle and end to these shows rather than the idea like, are we going to get a season four? I don't know. It depends on like, I don't, I don't like that. And it sounds like there's so. lots of reshoots going on to make this feel like the final season. The article yeah. kind of mentioned the reshoots are started after the announcement or, you know, when they decided and they weren't, it wasn't decided when they released the trailer or did the original shoot. Um, but yeah, I just hope it doesn't lead as in the cascading event or like a sign that people don't like Trek and where it's going to make less Trek shows. Cause this is, this is for me, this is the golden age of Trek. I know that I'm catching up on the other golden age when they were like, unlimited there's always at least one series going if not two at the same time with deep space nine but yeah the best part about that is you have literally hundreds of episodes to watch it's true i'm only i'm towards the end of season three of next gen so i've been loving it three more series to go after that before you even jump to now so you've got your deep space nine you've got voyager you've got enterprise Excited for Deep Space Nine. Don't know anything about Voyager. Dreading Enterprise, but ah, yeah, I don't think it's happening. I'll watch we'll it see. all. I did not finish Enterprise, just so you know. There you go. So, Danny K. Bartlett, you have joined the show. Would you like to give your thoughts on Creed before we shuffle off this mortal coil of podcasting? Well, not life. Well, hold on. Well, I've, I've, how late am I? Seven fifteen. Hour. I've got. Uh, have, oh. you, have you changed times again? No, yeah, we just did an hour earlier this week. Well, which one of you muddy funsters was going to tell me? We it was all in the chat. Fuck. Sorry, sorry, Danny. <laughs> sorry, Danny. Should have added. What's your letter grade? What's your letter grade on Creed? Uh, C plus. C plus. Okay. What's your and, Twitter review? Yeah. My Twitter review. Nice to see some originality to a very um, unoriginal story. There was a few things that made it seem new and fresh to me, and I don't mind that when when we're rehashing things. But there was also a lot of it that seemed rushed to me. How the how the fights got organised, um, how the um, uh, the rivalry was played out. There was a few. I've I've got a few thoughts with it, but it was nice to see some originality from a, a very well-trod story it, it wasn't fantastic to me we've seen that story before is my point it was nice to see some original things like the jumping of the uh the fight scene where everything disappeared and it was just those two that was yeah. a really nice take on you know Jones just Robin like just that. going through the rounds and seeing people yeah. and stuff all that was fantastic but again it was just like rocky three but without certain things it was the same story but without certain things so rehashed fine nice to see something original but just a c plus for me I do have a question for Danny now about Creed. Um, So next week, I'm also going to ask Kyle about the SEO later for it. But uh, 65, worth seeing? No, shit. So we should maybe do Scream 6 next week. 
Oh. I tell you what, here's my Twitter review, and this really will be a Twitter. Can anyone tell me what the name of that Will Smith film was that had his son? Oh in God, it well? After Earth. Okay, oh, Twitter no. review. Oh, Will Smith. It's better. It's better than After Earth. Oh That's no, it. sounds like a moonfall. I mean, no, it's not that bad. I stayed. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, oh God, God, no. It's Maybe just, we will do Scream Six then. Than, it's better than the Will, the Will Smith one. I see. You've just told me the title, and I've already forgotten it again. Whatever. After Earth. Thank you. It's M. Night Shyamalan. better than that. <laughs> it's better than that. All right. No, don't bother, guys. Save your money. What's What's your letter grade for sixty five? <laughs> D minus. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Call that dog Damn shit. Damn it. All right. I'm like, I'm like a glad, franchise that's I'm not Jurassic to, Park. I'm not going to lie. When you're all saying like 65, I'm just like, I don't know. I got the same feelings I got when everyone's like, let's watch Cocaine Bear. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to watch Cocaine Bear. I think I know what I'm getting with that. I felt the same way with 65. So I'm happy we're dodging that. Jammer's all in on a franchise he's only seen one movie of then. Scream? I've seen three of those. Oh, nice. No. Yeah, three. I, see, I saw the first I've all, I've seen all of them. I have not seen all of them. I, I, I missed four and five in the series. Scream the series. I did not. Oh, okay, count. no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah, no. Okay. Five's, <laughs> five's important, though. Apparently four is, too. I need to watch four because the character's coming back from that. I have no idea what any of them, I don't remember. So I know I've seen them all. I don't remember what the what number is what. I don't think it matters. They're all the same. The last one was just they Scream. But that was intentional. I did not like the last one. I did. I thought the, the sixth one had a good trailer. Yeah. I like the trailer for that one. And on that right. note, space takes New York. <laughs> you guys ready to shut it down? Shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining, right. Dan. listener. No, another hour. You... I just <laughs> another hour. <laughs> That's what the audience says. No. <laughs> Carl is like, no. <laughs> so, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials like rate comment subscribe share we would certainly appreciate it. also lrm online and the genreverse have other great reading and listening and watching material for you on their respective websites website draggy website, yeah, <laughs> yeah. speaking listen, of guy and listen Matthew guys 12, it's 12 30 here it's 12 30 it's fucking late um yeah so gents how they know where they can find you yeah. So it's all below. If we'll you're catch you on, on the YouTube. next one. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission delayed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.